ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We no, are no, no. Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, what is it that we get a people? Do? Do. They won. The NBA regular season is officially over, and there is way too much for us to discuss. But we're going to try to get to all the major things that we learned from this regular season and yesterday. And in particular, one thing that was decided is the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the number seven seed in the Eastern Conference, meaning they will host a playing game versus the Cavs. And they're lurking and looming as a threat to the top players and teams in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn! So! I'm so very happy this time of year, Jacoby. It's just a celebration of the regular season. And, and, And the Brooklyn Nets, imagine James Harden was on this team. They did a blockbuster deal that added Andre Drummond. They added Seth Curry. They hope to get Ben Simmons. But they still have Kevin Durant, who averaged 30 this year. Still was terrific. Kyrie Irving, just a dazzling scorer. Like, just to watch his loud buckets on a nightly basis are incredible. And now they have a chance to secure the seven if they win against the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Or if they lose, they're the AFC, which means... They got to beat the winner of 9-10 to be the AFC. Right. Either way. Either way, once they get in, they got to play against... A really tough opponent. Yep. At the one spot or the two spot. Yep. Now, if you're them, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Celtics and Robert Williams' injury. But for the Nets to recover and make the playoffs and have a chance for the seventh seed after having prolonged losing streaks. 11-game losing streak this season, dog. Prolonged. 11-game losing streak. Losing I don't think the Pistons streak. did that. Correct. The that, that's why I like to acknowledge the journey as the regular season ends because sometimes people forget the ebbs and flows that teams have had to go through to reinvent themselves to get to this point. It's going to be great to watch them in the playoffs. Cleveland has had a great start of the season. They've had some injuries. You know, things happened. They lost Allen. They lost Mobley. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect them to beat the Nets. But you talked about Robert Williams. If the Nets win at home in the 7-8 game, they'll be facing the Boston Celtics. You talked about Robert Williams, but also looming is Ben Simmons. I assume we would never see Ben Simmons in a Nets uniform this entire season. However, there are now reports that he could be back for the first round of the playoffs. We're not you know, doctors. We're not chiropractors. But what do you think about these reports? I think it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to stick to my my conviction here by acknowledging that he hasn't played since last June. Okay. And he's on a new team. He has a legitimate back injury that he's taking shot. He's taking a shot into that Epidural, back. like my Correct. wife that, giving birth. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's a real thing. And so 
for me to now see that player who had some some, some psychological challenges that he talked about in Philadelphia. He already is a, a player that struggles to attempt shots outside of the paint as well as to shoot free throws. To now thrust him into a playoff situation, I, I think that's asking a lot. I would love to see him play. I hope to see him play. It's best for the game if he plays. But if I'm a betting person, man, that, that that's a tough uphill climb for me to put my chips in the middle of the table. And follow this roadmap. If the Nets beat the Cavs, which I expect they will in Barclays, that means they'll be the seventh seed, which means they'll be facing off against the two seed. And the two seed got interesting yesterday. Every team played yesterday in the Bucks. All they had to do was win. All they had to do was win against the Cavs to be the two seed, but they didn't really play. They didn't play to win. So they kind of gave the Celtics the two seed. The Celtics beat the Grizzlies. So now the Celtics are in the two seed. You mentioned time. Lord may or may not be back during this series. They hope to get him back. But they've still got Tatum and Brown, and Tatum and Brown showed out against the Grizz. And let's talk about the journey of the Boston Celtics season where Marcus Smart talked to them about sharing the ball more. Mm -hmm. And he, as their best passer, actually took initiative defensively and improved his three-point shooting to where now all of a sudden he's a defensive player of the year candidate. You Are you old enough to remember when people said that you should break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Yeah. Okay, that was happening this season. How about when Ime Doka first got the job and people wondered if he was in over his head and Brad Stevens was moving up to the front, uh, front office and Al Horford's played quality minutes for their team. And so for the Boston Celtics to be the best defensive team in the league basically since the 1st of January, to them have the number two seat is truly phenomenal in the Eastern Conference. I want to make sure I give them a lot of props for reinventing themselves defensively as a unit, as a starting unit, um, making a couple of trades to try to make moves. Like I really appreciate what they did this year. And when we start talking about coaches of the year, I know Ime Adoka's not going to win it because Monty Williams and so many uh, Jenkins Taylor is Jenkins is there and, and Spoles there. But, man, he definitely deserves consideration. He's done a heck of a job with this team. I was a little curious about the Bucks not trying to get the 2C, but they're very comfortable with their matchup in the first round. But one team in the East that we don't discuss that much because they're almost too good, like the Suns in the West, the Miami Heat. We don't talk about them that much because we're always talking the about two through, four. two through four. Guess what? They didn't win yesterday. But something really interesting happened for the Heat yesterday. I like to go deep in the box score. And late night, like on uh, Christmas Eve, when everybody was asleep throughout the house, there was a couple of 40 pieces happening throughout the league. I saw my namesake, Jalen Green, even put one up. He's been balling late in the year. But Victor Oladipo for the Miami Heat scored over 40. For the first 40 points for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that's a big news for a team that has Eric Spolstra now developing another asset. Yep, they just found the couch cushions. They just found the couch cushions a 40-point score. Now all of a sudden the Miami Heat, the number one seed, looks stronger and look deeper. And you're right about the Bucks. Their championship tenacity and, and, and always staying the course and consistency paid off for them. Because they get to play the Bulls, mm -hmm. a team that's limping into the postseason. So I really like what ended up happening in the East. I felt like each team at the top got properly rewarded. One of the teams at the top that we'll discuss briefly will be the 76ers. 
They will play the Toronto Raptors in the first round. One thing that's interesting about the 76ers team, Joel Embiid, first center to win the scoring title since Shaquille O'Neal. Shout out to Joel Embiid. Like, he put on a show this year. And, like, the, the way he punished the Indiana Pacers, like, late in the year, like, in particular, like, how Dominique was reminded me of the people that he's being compared to. Guys like Moses Malone, who led the league in scoring and mm. won MVP. And Shaquille O'Neal, who won MVP and led the league in scoring. And I, I appreciated watching the growth in his game of not being a volume three-point shooter, but an effective three-point shooter, but still dominating and getting to the free throw line. But unlike the first three teams that I mentioned in the East, things didn't fall their way. No. At all. And let me tell you why. Number one, the Raptors already give them problems. Mm-hmm. Let me remind all of you casuals. I know I, I know, I know Joel Embiid may win MVP, and I might even vote for him. I still haven't voted yet. And James Harden has had his moments. But let me mm. take y'all deeper in the box score for a second. Thibault's not going to be able to play in Canada. He's unvaccinated. They've already struggled against the Raptors. Whether Kawhi was on the team or not, shout to Fred Van Vliet. Shout to P. Skills, Siakam, who's been balling. Scotty Barnes, Rookie of the Year candidate. Like, they're legit. And they're a bad matchup for Philly. Especially without Thibault. They might be in trouble. Jalen, I wasn't just watching basketball yesterday. Something really bad happened. It is time no. for Negative Jacoby to join the show. So I don't know too much about golf, right? I don't follow golf as closely as I follow the NBA, but I do like to bet. So I said to myself, let me just see what I can bet before this round starts on Sunday. And I saw there was a bet that the winning score would be minus 11 or better. And Scotty Scheffler entered the day mm-hmm. at minus 9. So I'm thinking, you know what? Whether it's Scheffler or somebody else, it's going to be minus 11 or better. And then in the last hole at minus 12, he missed that putt. And I'm thinking, all I have to do is make this one. And then he missed that putt, Jalen. And then he makes the last putt in minus 10. Scotty Scheffler, great job winning the Masters. Congratulations. But you got to make those putts, my guy. <laughs> those are three, four-foot putts. Make the putt. What are you doing? They should take the jacket away from him. Should he Should he be considered the Masters champion even though he lost me that bet? Yes. You're wrong. I disagree. And, and, I, disagree. and, and I just want to acknowledge Tiger Woods' return because huh? I did pay attention and only when Tiger was playing. <laughs> I definitely was like, where's Tiger? Oh, only when Tiger was playing. Even when he was like 100 shots and, off and, the lead. And, 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 and I really feel bad because he was out there limping. Mm-hmm. And I know he's already committed to play more, um, but yep. Tiger was limping. And it was really impressive to see that after the car accident that he endured, that he's alive, let alone healthy cut. enough to play and Played make well. the cut. Really impressive. Welcome Jay, back, Eldrick. It was great to see Tiger Woods limping, but it was awful. See Luka Doncic limping. You know I love the Mavs. You know I was yes. rooting for him to get the three seed. Right. But Luka Doncic 
has a strained mm. calf muscle. Get well soon, right Luca. at the wrong time. We'll discuss the implications of that and everything that happened in the Western Conference right after this. You we are love Luca. Jalen and Jacoby. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck in Pier 17 in New York City, welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, something bad happened yesterday. One of our favorite players in the league. We always joke about how it always seems like Luka Doncic is playing banged up. Well, yesterday he was actually banged up. He has a left calf Injury, I don't know. It seemed pretty bad. He didn't play the rest of the game. What does this mean for the Mavs and their playoffs hopes? Mavs are one of those teams that, um, a lot like the Boston Celtics, really outplayed expectations. Mm -hmm. But the Memphis Grizzlies in that conversation, too, for a different reason. And and that guy is is the reason why. How how he ascended to be a top-five first-team All-NBA performer. They've already dealing with some injuries, potentially to Tim Hardaway Jr. and Maxi Kleber. But clearly without Luka, yeah. that's a first-round exit. Hopefully he can get healthy. Yes, hopefully he is ready. Luckily, there is a break before they have to start round one, unlike other years because of the playing tournament. But I would say the Denver Nuggets and the Dallas Mavericks are the similar in such that they have one player that will take them as far as they're going to go. And without that one player, they'll be in big trouble. Hopefully our guy Luka will get better, and I feel like he will. Another thing that happened, Jalen Rose, is the Warriors had to win to keep from the Mavericks leaping them in the standings, Mm -hmm. and they did. They beat the Pelicans, but significantly, something that we've been waiting for, Klay Thompson had a 40-point game. Yeah, he's sneakily put together some really good games Mm -hmm. um, since his return. And the Golden State Warriors got a big game the previous um, night that they played from Draymond Green. Yeah. And Kaminga's playing quality minutes up front. You know, Poole has really turned into a bucket, able to create off the dribble and navigate in and out of traffic, as you see him right there finishing at the hoop. So this idea that people are going to just overlook the Golden State Warriors, I I don't understand where that thinking has come from. If Steph Curry comes back and resembles a version of himself, like the Golden State Warriors still have to be – you know, behind the Phoenix Suns because the Suns have distinguished themselves as the best team in basketball. And the Memphis Grizzlies, to me, you know, have earned the right to be number two. Yep. But the Golden State Warriors ain't to be overlooked. As you see there, the Warriors will be playing the Nuggets in the first round, which will be an exciting series. I expect it to be a close series. And the Warriors are a team that I could see going to the NBA Finals. I can see losing to the Nuggets in the first round. It just matters which Warriors you're going to get in that series. And when you look at those standings, 
We know some of the two of the series in the Western Conference, but two of the series are still to be determined because of the playing tournament. And we turn our attention to that. When you look at the playing tournament, we have a very interesting 7-8 matchup between the Timberwolves, who, like the teams you mentioned earlier, have exceeded expectations, and the Clippers, who no one talks about, but they're two games over 500, and they didn't have their best players for the majority of the year. The Clippers have been really impressive. So have the Timberwolves. And and, and, and the thing, as you mentioned, with the, the playing without Kawhi Leonard, um, Zubac and Reggie Jackson playing those quality minutes mm-hmm. and man getting a chance to play. And now you're getting Paul George back to the lineup. And so the, the Clippers are, 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 well, are, are equipped to be a problem for a team in the playoffs, but clearly not a contender without Kawhi. Now the Timberwolves, for them to be in this position. Good position, host the game. Absolutely, that's a beautiful thing. And Carl Anthony Towns um, leading the way and, 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 and the toughness that Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards seem to infuse into that team and, and, and not backing down to opponents and D'Angelo um, Russell making some big shots late in games. And so it's good to see fresh blood, new teams um, hanging on the rim in the playoffs. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing this year with Minnesota. Jalen, eventually we had to talk about it. But we didn't want to talk about it early in the show. What's that? The report, Frank Vogel is no longer going to be the head coach. Oh, yeah, it's a shame what happened to Flip. We all saw th- we all saw this coming, right? We all I saw knew. it coming. We all that's knew why I went solo. That somehow, solo some way, Frank Vogel was going the to same. be one of the heads that had to roll. Who do you expect to be the next Lakers head coach? Too early to call, but I'm going to tell people to put some respect on Frank Vogel's name. And here's why. Always remember, LeBron delivered a championship with the Lakers. That was Frank Vogel's first season coaching that team. And basically two calendar years later, he's being ousted. Now, you can look at all of the moves that you say shoulda, woulda, coulda, but the bottom line is this. If you're going to have Anthony Davis for 50% of the year, LeBron James only for a little bit more than that, the Lakers aren't going to be in a play in next year. No. I could just tell you that right now. No. So to answer your question, whoever's going to coach, if the AD and LeBron both play the same number of games they played this year, doesn't matter. They ain't getting out of the first round yeah. next year anyway. People say I look like Frank Vogel, so shout to him. And number two is he's a defensive coach. Like, the, the reason they won in the bubble was because of their defense. And if you look at their roster, all of their defensive players outside of AD, who wasn't available, were no longer on the team. So I don't, don't necessarily think that this is his fault, but I will say this. He did bring the Los Angeles Lakers a championship. And it's funny that you mentioned him and LeBron because another thing that Frank Vogel has forgotten for is all those Pacers Heat series that went a little further than maybe they should have, and Frank Vogel was a key piece of those. Now, Jalen... You've got a huge responsibility this evening. <laughs> you have to put in your votes for the NBA regular season awards. I know that this day always stresses you out, so we're going to put you on the therapeutic couch and discuss it right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Lives change this evening at 7 p.m. on ESPN. It is the WNBA draft. And Jalen, who's going to be in the building? Mariah's Unfiltered, host of the show on Buckets. Mariah Rose will be our special correspondent. 
here tomorrow to break it all down. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. As we decided to do every day a long time ago, too long ago, we're going to recognize Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. 53 days is way too long for her to be detained. We here at Jalen and Jacoby are just sending well wishes and prayers to her and her family and a safe return to the United States. Jalen, for years, this has been a very stressful day on the calendar. Yes, yes. Because you have to put in... Mm. Your votes for the regular season NBA awards. Now, I know that Such who a great you honor. vote for is so stressful for you. Yes. But this year in particular, there are no locks in any category, pretty much. Rookie Maybe of the year. Improved. Or MVP. six man is a lock. Six man is a lock. Tyler Coach Hero got of the six year. man. But there's multiple candidates that, that you could make a case to be the number one pick in each one. But it's not just that that we'll get to in a second. You just ha- get stressed out about logging into the system. <laughs> You know, because then you, they can't. This is pretty, people bet on this. Like this is pretty well protected. Yeah, attorneys send yeah. emails. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but you know, I really love and appreciate this honor to be able to vote. I really take it serious. I really take it um, personal that it, that uh, so many great players who play this game that have come before me. And so I want to take my time to make sure I pay attention to all defense, all rookie, all NBA. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the choices. We didn't mention MVP, which is a very difficult award to vote on this year. Not just picking who is your number one, but you have to pick number one, two, three, four, and five. And there are legit six people that I could see. That someone It's musical chairs for MVP right now. Where are you leaning right now, this moment, and have you decided? This is how you know the game is in a great place. When none of the MVP candidates are named Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Steph Curry, or Kevin Durant. Yeah. Just think about that. And so Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, all fantastic season, but you know the top three. We know the top three. They're all big. All big. All big. Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. If it was me, I would vote Jokic. If I had a vote, I would vote Jokic. Historic season. All three of them for different reasons. Joel B led the league in scoring. Um, first center to do so 40 in 10 games, most since the merger. Um, Giannis overtook Embiid in the race for the Eastern Conference, and he's still been dominant. His PER has been outstanding. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough it's, call. Th- so I'm easily persuaded, and I also have a very strong recency bias. So sometimes I'll be watching, it'll be like, oh, wait, Joel Embiid won the scoring title? Like, that's official? And I was like, I might, that might sway me. But then I, every time you look at Jokic's box score, first guy, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. Ever. Ever. Wilt didn't do that. Ever. So listen, I'm going to help you log in, and I'm going to help you go through these awards right now. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the plans and who Jalen voted for. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. 
Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Now, there's a lot to discuss. There's so much happened over the weekend that we can't discuss everything. But there's a few things I want to talk to you about, Mr. Rose. We're going to get back to the NBA, okay? But I saw a mock draft Mm. that had Malik Willis at number Mm. two to the Detroit Lions. That's my quarterback. Now, Jalen, I know you love Jared Montana, but he's not the future of the franchise in the next decade, okay? Even though he's like the fourth highest paid quarterback in the league. But how would you feel if the Lions used the number two pick that they earned? They, they, they earned that number two pick on a not necessarily highly touted going into the draft process prospect, Malik Willis, who impressed during his pro day. How does it feel? Feels great. In my D'Angelo voice. How does it feel? I love D'Angelo. I feel like my female peers love D'Angelo for different reasons than I love D'Angelo. How does it? Just imagine me cruising, with my shirt and my clothes remix. off singing this. How does it A, a shirt? You didn't feel. have to add clothes after shirt. Shirt was cool, but then you add clothes yeah, to that. Clothes. And I was like, I'm good. I'm No good. socks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No socks is better than just socks. <laughs> How would you feel about Malik Willis? So a couple of things. And the Rams GM made a mockery of this half serious about what he felt about Efton value Banks. and picks. Efton Banks. Right. And obviously all picks matter because. Well, those franchises are in different spots. I think Correct. picks are very important for the Detroit Lions. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you're in Los Angeles. You know you're swinging for the fences every year because the power for the dollar, the demand is just so high that the fans expect you to have a win-win winner right now, 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 now. They're going to the Dodgers, they're going to the Lakers, they're going to the Clippers, they're going to Hollywood. They, 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 they're going to, you got to compete for that dollar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Chargers, all of that, right? For a team like the Lions that's perennially drafted in the first round, I want to teach you something about your team when you're watching the draft. It don't matter if the guy went 7th or 19th. It don't matter. It don't matter if the guy go 5th or 29th. It don't matter. The the best thing that happens for guys is the ones that get drafted in the second round and they ball out and exceed their contract faster. Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those are the guys that it matters the most to. The first pick of the second round. That's like a valuable pick, especially for quarterbacks. That's mm-hmm. why if you notice late in the last the last pick of the first round, sometimes somebody try to snipe a quarterback. Looking at you, Jordan Love. And so, why would I care if the Lions take him third or 12th? It don't matter. If you feel like he's good enough to be a first-round player – and more importantly, if you think he could be a quarterback in the NFL, look up and down, say, hmm, I'll take him. 
Let me tell you the greatest quarterbacks in Lion history. Dan Orlowski. Shout to the Dan. That's the list. That's the list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. And there's, so there's, there's, he was projected as like 15, 12, 10. If the Lions take him, it would be surprising. But like, if the Lions think that he is a first round quarterback, there's something about your franchise t- taking somebody too that they could maybe get at six or seven. But sometimes if you like somebody, what does that matter? Don't mess around. No, because then what you do is you trade the two for a second round pick. So someone gives you another asset and move up, and you still get the person that you like. But it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um, playing the seeding games in the in the NBA. Like sometimes you get cute and you end up shooting yourself in the foot. So if you like them, pick them. I'm looking forward to the NBA draft. But J- Jalen, some something else happened yesterday we need to discuss. When you're the Lions, you can't afford to get cute. Yeah, no. Detroit's a lot of things. Cute it doesn't work for the, for the fan base. Jalen, what up though? Greatest quarterbacks in Lion history, Bobby Lane and Matthew Stafford, who both attended the same high school in Dallas. Maybe they should just be looking at that high school. <laughs> send a scout down there. But I got to send some shout outs to some others. Like you mentioned our guy Dan Orlowski. How about Charlie Batch? He had a good, I remember him having a good like six games. We got an OG version of Dante Culpepper. How about Chase Daniel? <laughs> or Matt Castle. That's the that's the list, Doc. That's the you list. You know what I mean? JT O'Sullivan. Frank Wright. The most shady. Frankie Baby. Drew Stanton. OG Andre Ware. Won the Heisman at Houston. Ty Detmer. Jeffrey Garcia. See, David Craig. Yeah, don't get fooled in thinking Jeff Garcia was a good quarterback when he was with the Lions. <laughs> Jeff Garcia was a good quarterback for the 49ers and, and the Eagles. When he was on the Lions, he was not a good quarterback. Jalen, something I've talked to you about. All right. Remember a couple years ago when I was I was I was not only on the bandwagon, I I wasn't driving the bandwagon, but I paid for the bandwagon and to have a driver for, for Kundo Compazzo. Mm. You did. I'm off that now. And I, I, he shot that down. Dame shot that down last year. <laughs> like, he's I'm like, I'm about to be starting. I'm about to go against Dame. I'm like, we're going to watch the game tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, Compasso, uh pushed Wayne Ellington yesterday. It was a cheap shot. It was bad. Wayne Ellington sent a tweet. Yeah, he did. Next time I see him, I'm going to put my hands on you. He's like, don't tweet about it. Just do it. Well, here's the thing. As your fingers start to type that, once you press in, that makes it less likely to ever take place. So I'm happy about that. There you go. There you you go. know what I'm saying? Whatever he needed to release. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. He was watching the video. Yeah. They're watching the video of someone pushing you yeah. like that, and you're angry. And everybody texting you about it. Oh, you yeah. going to let him punk you like oh, that? Yeah, yeah, I got oh, you. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, man. What's up with that, dog? Yeah. You first Chris Rock, now you. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Well, I'm off the composite thing. And, and Jalen, there's something happened earlier I need to discuss with you. And you work with the staff here to give the people what they want. Right? I give them what they need. And part of what you try to do is you try to give the Jalen versus everybody on IG people a look behind the scenes and give them a, 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 a glimpse of what we do here in the studio. And working with the staff here, you know, sometimes to get the Instagram live stuff right, you have to give them your phone and give them access Correct. to your phone. Yep. And I overheard you earlier today. <laughs> Tell <laughs> our guy Taylor. 
Taylor gang, what the passcode to your phone was. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> I mean, why even have a passcode? One, two, three, four. Why even have a passcode? People would never suspect that to yes, be they it. Would. No, they would. Yes, they would. No, they would. Yeah, give give your phone to your nephew Quincy. That's the first thing he's gonna one, try. Two, three, four. That's the first thing he's gonna Five, try. Four, three, two, one. No, one, two, three, Ten, four. And zero, 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 zero. Those are the only ones okay. that he's gonna try. Can we change that? Can we change that after the show? That's Can we change that after the show? Here's the thing. In order to go need the code, you still need my phone. Yes. So I ain't even worried about it. Never left your phone somewhere? Never left it in an Uber? Around the office? I've definitely left it in an Uber before. <laughs> I've left my phone everywhere at least. So once. I got the Uber one time. And Jalen left the phone in there, but, but that's the, but the thing is that puts me in charge of communicating with the driver, right? <laughs> so the next, what, 45 minutes, we were at an outdoor guard beer garden scenario watching NFL football. Jalen didn't see any NFL football for like 45 <laughs> minutes. He was up pacing, just stressed out. Like, I've, I've never seen you so pressed about anything, and I've seen you in some real life situations. But man, you kept asking me every 30 seconds, like, did he get back to you? Is he on his way? Is he coming back? Is he on his way? And I was like, Jalen, like, you can, I can only control what I can control. I spoke to him. He's got the address. He's on his way. You know we I mean? never realize how reliant we are to these devices until they're gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, nothing happens. If, if, my, if this phone Jeez. falls into a subway grate, into a place I can't get it, my kids don't get picked up. Jeez. You know, like my, my wife don't know anybody's so coordination. Number. Oh, yeah. Can't call anybody. Can't call anybody. So one can't left, email anybody, can't text anybody. We left um, a lunch yesterday, a lunch venue, not yesterday, last week, and you left your little over-the-shoulder bag, and I didn't want to look through it because I was like, who knows what's in there? You know what I mean? So I was like, maybe his phones are in there, and I was like, wow, I don't know this man's number. I'm 313-something. You know what I mean? Like, there's only like four people's numbers I have memorized. That's what I'm saying. In the whole world. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know how to call them. That's what I'm saying. So guard your uh, social devices. But you know what I did do with that bag? Electronic devices. I held it tightly and then called your phone to see if it would vibrate. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That was my move. I was like, I'll know if it's ringing or vibrating Uh if the phone is in here. And then I'm good. So, Jalen. What up, though? We're going to change your passcode after the show, okay? Sure. Please. Please. Sure. And we're going to be back with a special guest tomorrow. Who's that? We have a special guest tomorrow in New York City for the WNBA draft. She hosts a show called Mariah's Unfiltered for Buckets. And her name is Mariah Rose. My daughter will be here tomorrow to break down all things WNBA and everything pop culture related. Why is that? Like the Blastmaster Karis one once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the